With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something. With Lord Lattimore Volkman, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch. Uh, in case you haven't heard, big news on Wednesday. Shelby Harris has the COVID. He's on the COVID list, will not be available uh, for the Broncos this weekend against the Raiders. But before we get into the Raider game, let's talk about the Broncos versus i don't even remember who the fuck we played atlanta (laughs) (laughs) let's talk (laughs) same story different week (laughs) let's talk about the broncos in atlanta oh crap that was hard wasn't it yeah it was so frustrating i almost wish we didn't have the garbage time greatness because it just belies how bad the team played the offense was as soon as the falcons took their foot off the gas pedal drew lock starts hitting things scored touchdowns you're like oh my god he's good again and it's like you know what we saw this show last week at three three and a half two and a half quarters which is garbage unwatchable and just i mean unwatchable. Just horrible before was which was great yay he won but it's like he shouldn't. The the Drew Lock and the Broncos should not have beaten the Chargers. The Chargers choked it away. I'm glad they won. I guess 
nine times out of 10, you're going to lose games like that. And, you know, they lost against the Falcons. They were really only in it with the Falcons because the Falcons kind of choked it away right there by not being able to down the ball and run out the clock. So we had the ball back and we had four downs to try to make a miracle touchdown, which would have been awesome. But also what we saw, and that was the same frustrating inept offense where it was four incomplete passes and not really the smartest passes to just move down the field and and try and give yourself a better chance rather than four 50-yard bombs to the end zone. Well, you know, when it's second and 10, you just, you got to run that two yard inside handoff. Every freaking time. Every time. Wow. Like, it's amazing. Like, if I know they're going to do it, I can't even (laughs) imagine. Like, I I mean, you don't have to be a uh, a replacement coach to know (laughs) that that, that we're going to hand it off on second and 10. I don't want to quote wrong because I don't remember who tweeted out, but they made a comparison to 2015 Blake Bortles. That was Bortles' second season in the nfl he threw for 4500 yards 33 touchdowns the team went like three and 13 or something and it was like all garbage time if the game was in doubt bortle was like seven touchdowns 15 interceptions <laughs> it was <laughs> horrible you don't even have to go go outside of the denver broncos for that that's that's like the kyle orton era when when brandon marshall is setting records for the most receptions in a game and we still lose <laughs> yeah is that what we have with drew lock is it something he just can't play well until the game's out of hand, team's going to prevent defense. Today, uh, Ben Albright was talking and saying that, you know, really the Falcons don't have, they didn't go to prevent defense. They just did their defense, which is cover three, bend, don't break. So they were just bending (laughs) and not breaking. And we took advantage of it finally. And that part of the issue truly is the offensive scheme that, Shermer is somehow not scripting up plays in the first half of the game that are the bread and butter of our quarterback. In the second half, he's been really good at adjusting because we've had to come back. And so it's gone more up-tempo and they've seemed to dial up plays that Drew Locke is more comfortable with. We need to find a way to do that in the first half too. It doesn't mean everything has to be up-tempo, but they have to draft up plays that drew lock is good at it used to be with mike shanahan the top the first 10 plays were scripted and those were sacrosanct and you could always tell which were the 10 that he had scripted because as soon as he got off that script the 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 offense kind of went downhill you know but those first 10 plays like like legit pretty much for the entire time he was the coach, like always, always set us off on the right foot. And, and it's kind of the exact opposite. I am going to give Shermer the benefit of the doubt and say that he just doesn't script the first 10 pay, plays because if he did, there's a reason why we're getting to play number 10 in early in the third quarter because <laughs> we, our, our drives don't last long enough for 10 plays. I'm going to say that he's not scripting him out. If he is, he's certainly not catering to the strengths of Drew Locke or or the offense or the Denver Broncos or, I mean, really, it's like, it's, it's painful. It's really hard to watch. Another point that Ben Albright made, so I give him credit. Last year, Rich Scangarello was actually very good at scripting those first 10 plays for Drew Locke or whatever number of plays, but he was terrible at adjusting. Whereas Shermer seems to be good at adjusting or at least saying, hey, Drew, go out there and throw the ball, whatever you want to do. Put those two together. That's what we need. We we have not had a good offensive coordinator in forever. And it 
doesn't mean that there aren't other problems with our offense or with our quarterback, but it certainly doesn't help. You have to look at the three-legged stool that is that is the Denver Broncos offense. You've got Drew Locke, you've got Pat Shermer, and you've got Vic Fangio, who is the boss. If things keep going as they are, one of the one or more of those legs won't be with us next year, and we're going to have to start all over again. And for better or for worse, they are not being productive. I think the thing with the adjustments comes with experience, um, and that's probably why Shermer's better than Scangarello at that. The biggest issue that I see, the only way Shermer can be successful early on is if the plays he's calling, the first read is wide open. Right now, Drew Locke is a see it and throw it. There's no real anticipation early in games. I think you start to see him anticipate and just play like a a, a good quarterback when he's not thinking and he's not focusing in on what he's supposed to read. He's just playing football. Gives me hope that maybe he could become a a good quarterback in in the league because when it's late in games, he's not so much staring down that first read every single time. There there were a couple times in the Falcons game where I watched the Falcons safety. As soon as the ball was snapped, wherever Drew Locke looked, he just sprinted as fast as he could to that route and would be there usually to break up the play because Locke wasn't going to look anywhere else. You know, how much of that do you put on Pat Shermer? You know, we're all frustrated with the the three and outs, but I think a big part of that is just Drew Locke is not a quarterback that anticipates. He has to see it and then throw it. Not And his interception that he had late in the game that I would like to remind everyone, had he not had that, our last touchdown would have tied the game. That decision was terrible. He's, I mean, it was just like, it was, as soon as he threw it, I couldn't even see what he was throwing to. And I was like, this is a bad idea. And sure enough, it was a terrible idea. Didn't he do that against the Chargers too late? Yes. Defense got a turnover then, didn't they? Right. right. Yeah. And that could have been the same situation. They could have lost that game too had the defense not saved it, basically. It's just frustrating because it's it makes me feel like the jury is out on Drew Locke. With past quarterbacks, you know, Jake Plummer, even Jay Cutler to some degree, there has been those flashes of encouragement, those like those odd damn moments where like they they connect on a pass and it's like in stride and you're like, oh, damn, like this is for real. <laughs> this is happening. And we're what, 14 games in? I don't how How many games are we in on, on the Drew Lock experiment? Nine and a half think, or 10. Yeah. Ten, okay. This okay. week is 10. A 10? Okay. Well, we'll say, uh, we'll say 14. Uh, <laughs> There hasn't been that that odd damn moment. Like it hasn't it hasn't happened where you're like, oh, this guy's the future, you know. And then you look you look at like, not to not because comparisons are bad, but you look at Justin Herbert or Herbert, uh, <laughs> and uh, and he's already had those odd damn moments, you know, like where everyone's like, oh damn, he's gonna be good. Mahomes, oh damn, you know, Josh Allen, oh damn, like you know, he's got <laughs> these guys are racking those moments up, and it's like, is there? Is there a touchdown you can point to where you're like, oh, damn. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Lori is legit. (laughs) I think that Chargers game, that last drive was potential for that. I mean, we we got a couple of PI calls to help us out. But, you know, he had some great pass, Hamler, and even Deshaun Hamilton over the middle there that were were spot on in stride. He is taking off to run so quickly, and part of that is the offensive line. And we have had always struggles with the offensive line, but you know the last couple of weeks with Graham Glasgow out been worse. 
And so he was running for his life a good part of that first quarter on Sunday against the Falcons. But his tendency is to take off and run right away and usually make a bad decision when he's when he's throwing like that. So and then gets it's got a the, combination. Got the, he gets tackled like so every time he gets every time he leaves the pocket and gets tackled, I, I I'm convinced he's dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's got the Trevor Simeon backpedal already, and that's a big concern for me because that's you can't be successful in the NFL if you're backpedaling 10, 12 yards from the line of scrimmage every throw. And then he, he tends to roll out, which, you know, I don't know. Why aren't field. we doing the design rollouts anymore? Like, where are the bootlegs? Like, the things that he had success with in weeks one and two. Because he got hurt uh, in week two on one of those. Well, but the, okay, so that doesn't mean you rip those pages from the playbook. It means that you practice them more. You also have to have a better offensive line for that. I mean. Yeah, they can't hold the line. We have to talk about the personnel changes from the week. Uh, most importantly, the return of the king. Devontae Bosby is back with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Return Darter of CB number three. <laughs> Darter caliber favorite. talent. I'm not going to say that, you know, he, he is a future Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but I will say uh, if he had been with us last week against Atlanta, we might have fared a little bit better. We would have still week. lost, but it wouldn't have been as painful. We had an entire backup defensive line. That... And secondary. <laughs> and secondary, right. The only starters in there were two safeties, and Chubb. and Bradley Chubb. There was another tweet that said, uh, of the week one starting lineup on defense last week, there were only five guys remaining on the starting starting lineup. That's good. <laughs> That's fine. That's 2020 for the Broncos right now. Yeah. And Shelby Harris is out at least probably two more games, I would think. He got uh, the COVID. The earliest he could come back would be the following next game, Saturday. but that's if everything goes perfectly well for now, him. Tim, you're discounting the fact that he's a member of the NFL players union, which means that COVID only lasts for like, like two days. I think his situation proves that if you're in contact with somebody, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You can It can incubate and wait seven days before you get a positive. You can't rely on back-to-back oh, negatives. Nice. You know, it's it, it, no. it, there's going to be more. There's always more, you know. He's not going to be the last, and yeah. probably before the Raider game, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one. You know what, though? They made a great I, – I really like the way the Broncos handled that situation because a similar uh, situation arose with the Ravens, and they went with the two negatives and game day active at a linebacker. Um, I only know because he was on my fantasy team and I had to drop him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, his same situation where he, he wasn't 
didn't have a COVID positive, but they, he came in contact with someone. Close contact, yeah. Yeah, and he got a couple of negatives, and Ravens are like, cool, you're on, let's go, you're good. But the Broncos played it safe and just said, no, we're just going to keep you, keep Shelby Harris inactive, even though he had been negative all week long leading up to the game. And look, here we are. He got the, the positive almost a full week after the close contact. And imagine the Broncos had followed what every other team's doing. He would have played been around the locker room, the teammates. I mean, you know, that that's a situation where we could have been in uh, Titans territory of early in the season where everybody was was getting COVID. I was just really, really impressed with the way they handled it. And they avoided the pressure of getting one of their starters back for a game. And we've got a little other uh, a bit of news. Albert O uh, went on IR with a, a torn ACL. So, so it just keeps getting what? better. Okay, so uh, this this Sunday we're going into uh, the Raiders' new digs. There's no more baseball diamond on their field, and the toilets don't overflow throughout the stadium. And you know, <laughs> do we know that though? Well, I haven't been there yet, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Let the Raiders fans do what they do to stadiums, and we'll we'll see how it goes. I'll be in Vegas at some point. I'll go to a Raider Bronco game. See how yeah, it goes. Kidding me? It's Disneyland now. Like we gotta go. Yeah, so uh, the, the Broncos are what five, five or five and a half point underdogs at this point. They're underdogs every week, and frankly, they should be because they haven't proven they can do anything on offense when they're down four touchdowns. Okay, well, so thank you for listening to something something Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing we do this every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have the the highest of faith that. We're going to do much um, because we haven't done much. It is a division rivalry. It is our our most hated rival. And, I hate uh, losing to the Raiders. God. Yeah, yeah. And and if if there's not heat under Fangio, Shermer, Lock, now a poor showing against the Raiders uh, will not do them any favors. So it, it, they they've got to stick with them though. At this point, you have to stick with what you've got and try. Oh well, you can't keep changing. Of things. course, this you season you can't. Well, yeah, this. I'm talking. I mean, were you going to put beyond. Jeff Driscoll in there? No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about coaching. No, changes. Tim. No, Jeff Driscoll. Stop <laughs> lobbying for Jeff Driscoll. I'm lobbying for Stop Blake it. Bortles. Stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, I'm talking about coaching changes. Like you know, no matter how what the Broncos do, always got to stay the course. I think we've proven you can't just keep changing coaches and going. This is going to work, guys. We're not the Cleveland Browns. You can't do that. You got to you gotta stick with what you got and try to put a better product on the field through personnel. It, I, I like Fangio as a tough, head coach. It's a tough call. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think Fangio is okay. I, I think he's really good defensively. They, they need some I, – I don't want to get rid of Shermer either, but it's really – like the Shermer lock thing isn't working. Like so you, something has to give there. I don't I don't I know what it okay is. I would have been okay sticking with Scangarello, but – I think know. we should have done that. I think that was purely a relationship thing that Fangio felt like he would it work was. better with somebody else. And yet he kept Tom McMahon. And I – and that, for it. that's a coaching change that has got to happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> Yeah, let's call timeout. What six minutes into the the first quarter on a on, on a punt for no reason? No, he Fangio wanted to kick the field goal, and Tom McMahon's like, no, no, punt it. We got to punt it. Timeout, timeout, punt it, punt. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's not, let's not score points, guys. Give them the ball back. <laughs> but it was what fifty eight yards. I, it's McManus. He's you know. I will take a missed fifty eight yard field goal from a from a Broncos kicker. And they I ended would. up scoring in the next possession anyway, so it didn't yeah. matter. 
So go yeah, for right, it. That's Let's totally go. hindsight. I mean, if you're if you're that early in the quarter in the game and your chances of making it are maybe pretty good, but they're not all that solid. And then you're going to give them the ball on your 40, probably. If you have the lead, maybe punt it. If you're, if you're behind, kick the damn field goal. You need points. That's you need all to I, show you have faith in the team on some level. Like, I, I mean, I, I know we don't, but the coaches can't show that. We have more block punts and kicks than we do miss field goals. Was Brandon McManus <laughs> out there lobbying to kick it? Always. I didn't see that. Yeah, he had his helmet on. He was ready to go. Yeah. He's always he, – are you kidding? It's Brandon McManus. He gets super mad when you don't let him kick a 74-yarder. <laughs> and you want a guy like that. Yeah. Field goals for it, you. He's top point getter on the team. I don't know that for sure, but I'm guessing you're, we have, what, right. 11 touchdowns? Like, come on. Dalvin Cook has more touchdowns than the whole Broncos team. Like, that's crazy. Like, something needs to change. In our defense, the Vikings probably only have a couple extra touchdowns from Kirk Cousins anyway. So (laughs) we're probably pretty close overall. All I know is Dalvin Cook is dragging my team to the playoffs. I love it. (laughs) I'm kicking and screaming everywhere else. But Dalvin Cook's like, nope. I benched Aaron Rodgers for Drew Locke. Midway through the third quarter, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> but then, he, you know, it ended up only being a five-point difference, so it's all right. All oh. right, so let, let, let's do score predictions. Raiders game. Oh. Raiders 27, Broncos 17. Oh, my God. You predicted a Raiders win? I know. You know what, though? The last time I predicted the team to win was the Patriots. And we won. So I'm, I'm going with this like reverse psychology thing. And you just reverse reversed it by explaining it. Yeah, but she had her, <laughs> she had her fingers crossed when she reversed it. So it's, yeah. So now yeah. we don't have any idea what's going to happen. <laughs> Jim, All what right. do you think? Raiders 30, Broncos 23. <laughs> oh my God, he just predicted a Raiders win. I know. I'm going to predict... Raiders 24, Denver Broncos 27. Uh, Brandon McManus, uh, walk-off field goal for, for the victory. I want yours to be right, Jess. Just I do, want, too. Putting that on the record. I do, too. I've been, I've been slow walking um, my confidence with my brother-in-law this week because he's already like, oh, my God, we're so good. And I'm just like, no, no. I mean, his team's above 500 for only the second time in 20 years. Just let him enjoy it. Yeah. You know, that's fair. But they've also beaten the Chiefs this year, and they're five and two, five and three. And and, yeah, well, crap. (laughs) It could be five and four after next week. All right. Yeah, hopefully. And then we're right back in it. Right back into middle of the road draft pick. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We still won't get anyone on the offensive line. We gotta end this on a positive note. Are we gonna get Bouye and Callahan back? I would think uh, Bouye. I would think Bouye would be close to coming back because the concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Callahan's ankle. He was close to a go on Sunday, so maybe you have to beat the Raiders. So let's get it done, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that. Do it. We definitely need to because looking at our recent history against the Raiders lost uh three of the last five definitely need to fix that no better time than now 
No better time than the present. All right. Well, that's a positive. So we're going to end it there. Uh, I am Just Place, and uh, I am joined by Lori Lattimore Volfman and Tim Lynch. You have been listening to Something Something Broncos, your super serious source for all things Denver Broncos. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. We're a lot of fun, and you should uh, listen to us on your way to work. One day every two weeks, because that's it. <laughs> yeah. Correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Both fouls were on the kicking team. I can rant about that for a minute. I'm good. We're good. Jim is dancing. He's grooving to something. I know, right? I'm grooving to my rant. He's got it's all going in right here. Tinnitus is giving him <laughs> the beat. What's the Raiders? Are they five and two? They're pieces of shit. But yeah, they're five and three. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have to work all day. When the fuck am I going to online yeah. train my kid over here? <laughs> I know. I know. I could barely make time for a podcast once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. You tell them they'll call them back. <laughs> I did. He's, my son he's, just he's, came down screaming and yelling. Did you hear him? No. <laughs> no all I heard was podcast, dude. <laughs> so. Made it. Made it, youngster. <laughs> You've been listening to Something Something Broncos, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lenamorville, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.